This is a Federal News Network podcast. From a Supreme Court confirmation vote to Russian misbehavior, the House and Senate have a lot to deal with in the coming week, and there's considerable time pressure to get it done. We get the outlook from Bloomberg Government Deputy News Director Lauren Duggan. And Lauren, let's start with, well, let's start with the schedule that's kind of forcing the hand of Congress to get some things done this week. That's right. Congress, both chambers, the House and the Senate, are about to head out on a two-week break after they finish their work. It's traditional around the, the spring holidays, Easter, Passover, they often take that period off. Um, also school breaks as well for people to balance that. So, um Anytime there's a recess like that, Congress feels pressure to get some things done. Um, there aren't necessarily, you know, deadlines in statute that are driving this right now, but it's more some of the political pressure to get some things done um, before they head out for those two weeks, especially with, as you mentioned, the Russian war in Ukraine and um, also things like COVID-19 that are still hanging out there and a concern to lawmakers. Sure. And AOC has to stock up on matzah and herring so she can get herself through, uh, you know, Passover in good form. And let's talk about the Katanji Brown-Jackson confirmation vote. That's all going to, looks like it's wrapping up. It could be done by this the end of this week, for sure, um, if they get all the votes and run through all that they might have to take. So it's going to start this morning at the Senate Judiciary Committee, which will hold a vote on her nomination. That's traditional. And they had hearings a couple weeks ago. And all that's in question here is, will there be any break in the vote? It's possible that this vote could be deadlocked between Democrats and Republicans. That doesn't block the nomination, because in this Senate that is 50-50, um, they have an arrangement that anything that's a tied vote can be brought to the floor if there's a majority that agrees to it. So even if this vote is deadlocked, we'll probably see a quick vote that um, we'll see the Democrats pull that nomination out of the committee, bring it to the floor. Then we'll have the traditional round of closure votes and confirmation votes, which could take till the end of the week. But by the end of the week, we could have a new justice, although one who may not be seated until much later because Stephen Breyer is still finishing out this term. But, right, yes. um, you know, but this is a anytime they have a vote like this, it's a big deal in the Senate and this will be no exception. They won't start vacuuming under his chair just quite yet to give him a, yes. a, man a chance to clear out there. And other votes I wanted to ask you about. Kathy Ann Harris to be the chair of the Merit Systems Protection Board and the third member. The quorum has been there for a few weeks now. And also Susan Sway Grunman, formerly of the MSPB, by the way, to be a member of the Federal Labor Relations Authority. The cloture and move and limiting debate debate votes on those two have been really close, surprisingly close. And so that could also they, invoke the vice president, possibly? Well, they were close. Um, I believe one was 50 to 48 on, um, on Harris, but the other one was like 49, 48. But those were both majorities to get them through. So there seems to be enough support to cut off debate and have the vote. Now, they had these cloture votes last week, but did not take the actual confirmation votes. Um, there's an arrangement that when the two leaders agree, they can bring these votes and hold them. So they might wait until when they have everybody they need. If they do need Vice President Harris's vote for some reason, she'd be on hand to do it, or they'd make sure that there was a hole in her schedule to get her up there. But um, it, it seems like those nominations, having been stalled for a little while, and even in the, the Grunman vote that you mentioned, she was um, scheduled at one point, pulled back, and then rescheduled more recently to to have her cloture vote and then set up that confirmation vote. So, um, you know, these nominations percolate for a while, and then action can happen pretty quickly when everything lines up. Yes, it would be almost revolutionary for the government to have a fully formed MSPB with all three members seated and operating. And also the Russian deal. I mean, there was money authorized for you know earlier last month to get some weapons and arms and so forth to Ukraine. What else is going on congressionally in that front? Well, there's two bills that the House passed last month that are 
waiting action in the Senate, and the Senate has been trying to figure out how to respond. Um, one of them deals with the oil and energy ban. Um, it's kind of a codification of what President Biden did by his own powers that he has. And the other one is to change the trade status of Russia and Belarus. Um, those bills have kind of been stalled in the Senate as they figured out, do we combine them? Do we do one and not the other? And also, how do they handle some human rights language that's in actually both of those bills? And presumably, they'd only do it once in, in the future. But um, this is to extend something known as the Global Magnitsky Human Rights Act, which is some sanctions authority that the administration has. It's supposed to sunset. This would remove the sunset, but also broaden the potential powers in a way that some Republicans in particular were uncomfortable with. So if they can square all that, there's a chance that we could see the Senate and maybe, if necessary, the House vote on that before they leave, because you know two weeks is a long time when this is going on. And I think they would like to come to some sort of consensus and action on that if they could. We're speaking with Lauren Duggan, Deputy News Director at Bloomberg Government. And the federal bureaucracy and the federal contracting community are looking at what's going to happen if they can reconcile the House and Senate competitive and competitive with China bills, because there's a lot of cybersecurity money and activity in those bills, but they just haven't been reconciled yet. Is that on the horizon soon? The formation of the conference committee that will do the negotiation, that's probably what we'll see finalized this week. There were some steps taken last week um, with the Senate passing um, the the House bill with its language in it so they could have these formal talks and the House agreeing to set up the official talks. So we're waiting to see who gets named to that, and then they'll start meeting at some point. It may not be before this upcoming recess. Maybe it'll be after that. But there is some impetus to get this done, and it could be done on a bipartisan basis. As you mentioned, there's some money that would go out to chip manufacturers in the country to help increase the domestic production of semiconductors. And then there's authorizations, which would require later appropriation action for things like NIST, NSF, and other science agencies. So there is money directly and also maybe eventually, if it's an authorization, for a number of agencies to help with competition with China and get a handle on some of the supply chain issues that a lot of people are worried about and that members of Congress want to see something done about. And finally, there's still COVID interest. I know some members have asked the administration for details on the federal employee return to the office plan, but anything else that could happen with what looks like maybe another resurgence of a new wave or new variant? Well, the administration had requested and Congress debated, including in that on the spending package that was signed last month, um, some money for COVID-19. They couldn't agree on the package of offsets. So that was pulled out of the omnibus and talks have continued between the House and the Senate. What we may see this week is a slimmer package that perhaps the Senate can come to agreement on, send to the House. Steny Hoyer had said in a colleague or a letter to his colleagues that if they got a bill like that from the Senate, they'd consider it and maybe even pass it before they left for the recess. So we could see another infusion of money, possibly offset by canceling other money that was appropriated in the past but not spent. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if we see something there um, because there are some concerns about things like vaccines and and issues like that. Um, so if they, again, that, that two-week deadline, you may not want to wait two weeks. At least many lawmakers may not want to. So that could, again, force action on that issue. And by the way, the Congress itself is reopening to the public to some degree. Would that continue even though they're not in session or maybe even you could see more if they're not in session? the public. Perhaps. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, they opened up to more tours last week, which is, you know, interesting to see school groups and and groups of people with their lawmakers or with lawmaker staff going around the Hill. So, you know, the Hill is starting to come back alive, just like other places in Washington, D.C. So um, we'll see how that continues. There's a 
graduated plan for the rest of the year to open it up more and more. So we'll be watching that as well. Well, maybe the botanical gardens could move that stinky plant or something, the one that smells <laughs> bad, and put that in the rotunda, and that'll keep visitors away. Lauren Duggan is Deputy News Director at Bloomberg Government. Thanks so much. Thank you. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand by subscribing at Podcast One or wherever you get your shows. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.